0: Coming up on today's sweeps period episode of an older gay guy show. Put your hand where your eyebrows are and count Ooh, up. I was going to do it, <laughs> and I have a shaved head. I'd be putting hand over hand over hand. <music> and hello, men and ladies always nice to see you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to start out by telling you that I'm going to do a little format change on the show. If you're a regular listener, you probably know I do format changes sometimes, trying to make the show better all the time. So what happens is I sometimes go a little bit long and crazy on the introduction part which is what I'm doing right now. And I also sometimes promote too many of my media stuff and it just gets confusing and messed up. So this is what I decided to do. In my intro, which I'm doing now, I will use that to just kind of tell you what's going on in my life. If there's anything notable, if there's anything funny, hopefully things that might be amusing to you. And I will do the vintage TV trivia question here at the start of the podcast as well. And then I'm going to do the answer at the end, like I always do. And in the middle of the episode, I'm just going to take a couple minutes to mention whatever other media stuff is going on. It's usually going to be telling you about the video on the YouTube channel. And then at the conclusion of the show, that's when I'm going to do shout outs, answer the vintage TV trivia question and buzz off. I hope the format will encourage more listeners and you don't get (laughs) so bored, so, oh my god, will he stop talking about stuff that he does, and it'll be a little bit more interesting to you. So, with that in mind, let me tell you, today's episode is going to really blow you away. I have Chris Venezia back. He was the one that did the show The Almost Transition. And we did that show back in March of 2017. My God, it's been that long. And in today's show, which when we recorded it went kind of long, so I'm splitting it up into two parts. And today's gonna be part one. And then I'm gonna do a couple other episodes about different things because not everybody would be interested in today's subject. And then I'll do part two probably in about three weeks. But in today's episode, it may not be for everyone, but even if you're not interested in having any kind of cosmetic work done, I think you're gonna find it interesting to listen to. And in today's episode, we talk about Chris's history and what he has had done cosmetically. We talk about fillers. We talk about lasers for hair and spot removal. We talk about cool sculpting. We talk about Melania and Ivanka Trump. <laughs> And also, how to kind of tell if you need front hairline restoration. And then part two, we get into a whole bunch of other stuff, and I think it's it's a fun ride. And you don't have to listen to me drone on by myself like I usually do. But as this episode is kind of long, let me get into the trivia question of the day. This question is about the 1960s TV series The Flying Nun which starred Sally Field, one of my favorite shows. I cannot tell you how many times I tried to fly <laughs> like she does. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you, as you know, if, you see, if you've seen the show, she wears a, what's called a coronet, a big white kind of thing on her head that comes out and it almost looks like airplane wings, thus the flying and she's only 90 pounds. So the winds of San Juan Puerto Rico lift her up and she flies. And I tried so hard to come out with some sort of way to do that, but I actually, unsurprisingly, never flew. I don't know, maybe it's still possible. Maybe I should get back into that. Maybe I should try to revive the flying nun's flying abilities. But here's the question. Now, Sally Field was the star of the show, and she had a couple other nuns. There was the Mother Superior. There was her best friend, Sister Jacqueline. And there was a nun that was named Sister Sisto. And she was the one that constantly came out with the wrong words, the wrong English words in sentences. And it was always funny, and usually Sister Jacqueline corrected her. She went on to become a main character in a very, very huge, famous sitcom in the late 90s, early 2000s. And her character recently, I'll kind of give this as a little hint, her character recently died. So, the question is, without looking it up, please think in your brain. What character, what famous character did this lady go on to play? And what show was that on? I pretty much guarantee that everybody knows this famous character that she played. You may not, if you're younger, know the Flying Nun, but hey... (laughs) Find that TV series. I loved The Flying Nun. Although, you know what? When I watch the episodes now, you can clearly see the cable that she's often supported on as she flies. And I don't know, as a kid, well, it was broadcast TV. It wasn't in high definition. And I don't remember seeing the cable. It's it's very prominent in the opening montage of the Flying Nun. You see her flying along low to the ground, maybe four or five feet off the ground, on a leash with a dog who's pulling her and she's flying. And you can bloody see this cable coming straight down. Never saw that. I guess that's what I was missing when I was attempting to fly like the flying nun. And so, without any further ado, let me say my name is Joey Hernandez, and this is the latest cosmetic work for guys with Chris Venezia, part one. My titles are really getting long. (laughs) Season three, episode 38 of... So Chris, let's talk about aging gracefully. What are your thoughts on aging gracefully? I don't like the term aging gracefully. (laughs) And why is that? Because to me,
1: aging gracefully means you're just letting yourself fall apart. Why wouldn't you take care of yourself? You take care of your body, you wash your hair, you dress well. Why would
0: you let yourself fall apart? And I think when people say aging gracefully, they're referring to maybe exercising, maybe eating right, but not necessarily having anything done surgically or cosmetically. Well, I
1: totally believe if you look good you're healthier, and you feel better. So having some surgery, it would be like pulling a bad tooth, getting rid of a sagging chin that like just hangs there. And when you're buttoning your blouse or your shirt sure gets in the way or uh, flabby arms that your clothes are too tight because of all the hanging skin, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Now, you have been in... I guess it's cosmetic work, really. Hair coloring and hairdressing is a form of cosmetic work. You've been in that for 42 years. And your clients often will come in and tell you about the newest treatments that they have done. Because your your clients are often on the higher end. Mm-hmm. You work out of two salons. You work out of the Boston one and you work out of Milton. And your clientele are usually fairly well-to-do. The Milton one is right on the border of Milton, which is a very wealthy town here in Massachusetts. So they're often on the cutting edge of the latest in cosmetic work. What is the new thing that people are talking the most about right now?
1: Uh, Laser, uh, vampire facials, fillers are still changing constantly. There are new fillers and better fillers and longer-lasting fillers.
0: What is a vampire facial? I can't let that go by.
1: (laughs) They take blood from other parts of your body. They clean it up, whatever they do to it, and then they inject it into places where you have wrinkles or hollows, and it sort of regenerates.
0: Is that as good as a filler, do you think, or...? It's different. Because uh, not only are there the artificial fillers like Radius and Sculptra and those, but there are also fat redistribution that they'll do with Exactly.
1: The, they take fat from your belly or your butt and they'll inject it in your lips or your cheeks or jawline to fill out and give you a better contour where aging and, has caused you to sag.
0: And that's supposed to last longer than the artificial fillers, I think.
1: I'm not sure. I think the body, after a while, starts absorbing it, just like uh, artificial filler. The only filler that will not go away is silicone. And there are very few doctors who do it, but they are doing it again.
0: You have had that done. Yep. Can you? <laughs> I know it, when, when Chris was here last time, if you have not had a chance to hear the episode, it's called The Almost Transition, and it's a really fascinating look at you who almost had sex change operation but did not go through with it. But let's talk about um, the fillers that you had put in. Now, you had them put in in anticipation of the operation. This was all pre-operation time, right? And then when you didn't go through with the operation, obviously the fillers remained. And were you happy that you, you know, still had those Um,
1: I'm happy because most people think I'm a good eight years to 10 years younger than I am. People are always shocked when they find out how old I am. Uh, I think the fillers do make one look younger. I think that's why everyone's doing them now. I am sorry that I did it because of the feminization of my face that unfortunately doesn't work for me now.
0: I don't really think of you as having a feminized face. You have prominent cheeks, which is great as you age. You had uh, some chin work done, which doesn't look feminine to me. I mean, maybe maybe it did when you initially had it done when you were young and you're, you've just kind of grown into it or whatnot. You had your butt done and... You are very happy that you had your butt done.
1: Well I, I am I'm very happy with my butt because most men in their sixties don't have butts or they're sagging and they look awful in pants and I have to say my butt is my best feature.
0: Now you didn't have the kind of implants where is it filler or is it an implant? In my body? Yeah. It's filler. It's it's considered filler. So when you had the silicone injected into your butt, what I've never understood is if you had your butt enhanced with this artificial material, I would think it would make your butt somewhat heavier. It's like replacing fat in it. Why has your butt remained up rather than kind of sagging down? Because, I mean, in, in all honesty, you're not a big exerciser. You, you never have been, especially with squats and things like that. That's never been your thing. Yet your butt is very round. And I'm just wondering, without exercise and you having this artificial substance put into you, why does your butt not kind of stick out but then drop somewhat?
1: Okay, think of it as like a building going up and the iron structure When the doctor injects the silicone or the Restylane or any filler, they inject it to kind of hold up the rest of the tissue. So it's kind of like a a cage effect. It just holds things in place so you don't sag.
0: Okay. You think that's always going to stay that way? Like we're going to be burying you and you're going to have this great butt?
1: (laughs) Probably. I mean, it's been, I don't even know how many years it was. Early seventies, so (laughs) it hasn't moved.
0: That was a ways ago, and back then you just have it injected into various places via syringe, correct? Exactly. So there's, it's not like you had a pouch put in, like like a breast would be done. No. So there's no danger in
1: having that kind of. If you went to a legit doctor at the time, I went to a surgeon in New York City. And he was doing lots of models and actresses and quite wealthy people. His office was a wonderful place to go because you just saw really fabulous people. But um, I, I think the whole problem with silicone is if you've gone to a black market person or a friend or someone who does you in a hotel room that's when you have the problem because it's not pure grade silicone i mean one of the most famous models ever common admitted that her face she has silicone injections and the woman is 83 years old
0: and looks fabulous so the, again that's permanent stuff that it's she that's permanent has put in. right
1: and she looks unbelievable
0: Does she look as good as she does from when she had it done before or does she continue to have it updated somehow?
1: I think once you've done silicone, that's it. You really don't have to do it anymore. I mean, you can do other things, like I'm sure she's had a facelift, which um, will just tighten the foundation a little bit. But you never lose the contour or the look that the doctor was going for.
0: Mm -hmm. I've been a very big advocate on looking your best As you age, and I believe in fighting it with every fiber of my body, fighting the aging process, because, to be honest, I am quite immature, always will be. My husband, obviously, is 22 years younger than me, but I've had listeners write to me and say, You know, they're very happy with aging and they're very happy with looking the age that they are. They don't try to look younger. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, my thoughts are probably different than most people's. I'm not so much for looking younger, which might sound strange for everything I've done. I do this to look the best I can and to feel the best I can. I think if you look in the mirror... And you're not seeing something sagging or lines or enlarged pores. You're going to feel better about yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I agree.
1: And I totally understand people who use the term, I want to age gracefully and I don't want to do anything. But would that same person, if they lost a tooth or if they were in a accident and was slightly disfigured, would they just keep going like that or would they do something to make themselves look better so they would feel better?
0: Right, right. And it's it's really along those same lines. It's same exactly
1: it's like thing. you get your hair cut, you take a shower, you dress well. So if there's something out there that can make you look better, you use a moisturizer. You why not have a little work done?
0: I, I often th- I often think of the the acceptable changes. Often for for whatever reason, I look at straight guys. I think it's because I've I've been in gyms so much and a lot of the straight bodybuilder guys are really into also looking the best they can cosmetically so these days i mean like like you said there there is guys are using moisturizer now right going back 20 years i don't think most guys did most they did is cologne you see guys now wearing makeup and it's it's fairly acceptable if it's not overdone (laughs) I will cop to wearing makeup when I film videos or when whenever Paco and I are going out where I know I'm going to have my camera, um, I need a little help. So I, I certainly use some makeup. So I'm, I, I am of the thought that, to be honest with you, that I want to look younger. I think I've always kind of had that goal. But I had that goal when I was 25 years old. I remember thinking, well, gee, if I just do this and I do that, maybe I'll look know nineteen again, six years younger. Maybe I'll look nineteen when I'm twenty when there's nothing wrong with being twenty five. But by having that same attitude as I aged, keeping that same attitude, I think it's always allowed me to stay on top of the aging process in my body. Can you kind of give a rundown of the new treatments that you've tried because you've tried different things? I've
1: tried laser for hair removal and sunspots, which are those. Nasty little brown marks you get on your body from the sun as one gets older. And now they have wonderful laser that can remove those. The hair removal, I also really liked. Uh, In fact, it's probably the thing that's made me the happiest.
0: Those those were done at the same time, right? The hair and the spots.
1: The hair removal made me happy and everyone doesn't really understand it. But as one gets older, your hair gets crazy on your body and starts growing Longer and fuzzier, and it just looks awful. So
0: more sparse in some areas, and really long, bizarre ones in other spots. So now
1: I have wonderful, smooth hands, no dark spots, and no hair, and it's wonderful. How many treatments did you have to have? I had eight, and at a cost of the cost wasn't bad. It was in was four hundred and fifty, maybe four sixty for all eight.
0: All eight. Oh, that's not bad. And how how much time in between? Uh, I would go like once a month. Can that be done like on your face if you had it brown spots? It can be spots? done on your
1: face. Um, there are all, What people don't realize, there are all these different lasers now. There's laser for removing hair. There's laser for removing dark spots. There's laser to tighten one's skin, to smooth out skin, to get discoloration off your face, um, to uh, remove fat from parts of your body. Wow. That's basically what the cool sculpting kind of is.
0: Yeah. Now, you looked into that, which is kind of a cryogenic thing.
1: It's wonderful. I've had two clients who've had it done, and I thought it was a a lot of crap. Okay. (laughs) But I have a client who's 83, and she's in fabulous shape. She does yoga and Pilates and swims and has had every surgery imaginable. And uh, she had a tiny little tummy. And she had it done, and her stomach is as flat as my back. And I had another client who had it done, and hers looks pretty good, too. But she had a gut.
0: So do these women, like, they come to your shop. They show me. They'll just, like, pull up their shirt, like, look what I had done. They're They're very
1: proud. They're like, what do you think of this? Is this wonderful or what? And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty wonderful.
0: Do you think that they readily admit it to other people? Or is it more like that personal relationship that you have with your hairdresser kind of thing where you might gossip a little bit more? Well,
1: I think they share with me a lot. But I happen to know the two clients who've had it done. They share it with everyone if the results is wonderful, they just, they want everyone to know.
0: I, th- I think that's great. And I think that's what people should do, you know, if they have good experiences or bad experiences. Well, you looked into the, the cool sculpting and tell me about that experience of going and having
1: well, a consultation. Well, the consultation threw me because I just went in to talk with the doctor and uh, she was this beautiful Russian woman. And the next thing she is, she's like, take off your shirt. And I wasn't prepared to do that. So I took off my shirt and then she had a uh, medical marker and she started marking all the places that she would do the cool sculpting on, which she told me I only needed four places. But then she goes, I want your body to look really good. So I'm going to do the two little sides also. So it was six places. And um, I was all marked up with this green ink seeing where my fat was, and it was awful. And then she basically told me the procedure, which uh, is pretty intense. Um, If you don't like the cold, you shouldn't do it, because she said the cold is very intense. She said you'd be uncomfortable for like 10 to 20 minutes, and then you're so cold that you just become numb. Certain people don't have any reaction Some people, she told me I would because my skin is so light that I'd probably show some bruising and feel probably a little numb for a day or two. Some people go right back to work. Uh, Some people rest for a day, but um, it's pretty easy. The thing is, you don't get immediate results. What happens is it freezes the fat cells and they die and your body slowly over a matter of weeks disposes of it. So the day you have it done, you're not going to see anything. Actually, you might be a little swollen. But as weeks and months go by, your body, you start getting rid of the fat in those places. And once that's killed and gone, it won't come back there. But if you're a pig and you eat and are really bad about it, you'll get fat in other places.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. It won't... It, the fat cells are gone from that area? From that area. And... The other fat cells that exist on your body, if you were to chow down too much over long periods of time, you would build those fat cells up, but not in the original Exactly.
1: You'd probably get like a Kim Kardashian body where, you know, your waist would be nice and flat and small, and then your butt would become enormous.
0: I think her butt's enormous because of... Additional things she might have done to it. Yeah, filler, but definitely. Filler de- in, in her butt, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And what was the cost going to be for that?
1: Uh, I believe she quoted me 5000
0: 5000
1: Which, if you think about it, you go a season without buying clothes. Right. I mean, if you really think of it, it's like, okay, do you remember when you were young and you were poor... And you could throw on a pair of jeans and a T-shirt and go out to a bar and look fabulous. Yeah. And as you got older, you bought more expensive clothes and you would dress up. Well, what's more important, taking care of your body and making it look good or wearing, you know, a $200 pair of pants and a $80 shirt or something? No.
0: Which you think hides the, the problem. That and, it addressed. and it doesn't. And it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You, you know, Paul Manafort is currently on trial, That. But- Trump deal. And he is known for buying all of these uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of of clothes. And uh, yet he looks kind of like a little parish kind of guy.
1: Well, it's the same thing. Look at Trump. I'm sure he can afford the best. And he looks like a slob all the time.
0: He wears his theory. I, I, I read somewhere about this. His theory is to wear things that are too big for him so therefore, he'll look young. Yeah. I'm looking down at my T-shirt, which is a double X, which I specifically wear. Uh, I say so I'm more comfortable, but to be honest with you, because I think it hides the fat a little bit more.
1: But if you look at his wife, and if you look at his daughter, who I happen to like people, so I'm not knocking them, they've had probably every surgery imaginable.
0: Ivanka as well, you think?
1: Oh, I've seen a picture of Ivanka when she was young. There's definitely a nose job in some filler work done there, and she was not that pretty. Uh, I think she's stunning now.
0: She is beautiful.
1: But her body, I'm sure it's exercise, and God knows, uh, cool lipo, (laughs)
0: liposuction. um. She's had three children. When Melania disappeared for those few weeks a while ago, supposedly for a kidney thing, do you think she had work done, or do you think it really was a medical thing?
1: I think it was a medical thing. I know everyone said that she had worked on
0: I looked really carefully the first time she made another appearance which I know from experience y- you you are bruised longer when you have things done and she looked she looked basically the same she didn't look any better any worse of course I I think when people are smart and they do things they t- they you should do things before you need them and you should have them done in a smaller amount because you don't need them
1: definitely Many, many years ago, I dated a plastic surgeon, and he said, you need to think of yourself as a building. You do maintenance, and you keep up, so no one ever realizes you're doing anything, as to wait to the point where the whole building needs to be condemned. Yeah. And I totally believe that. You do a little here, a little there, and that way it doesn't cost
0: a lot. That's true. That would keep the cost down. Um, t- talk about your hair transplant experience.
1: Well, I'm really happy with that. I sad thing about that is when you have it done, it looks really great. And they tell you the first time you do it that you're probably going to need another one or probably two more times because you still lose hair. Right. So I think you get a good five, maybe eight years out of it, that it looks really good, and then you start losing more hair, and it needs—you really need to keep it up.
0: Where did you have it done on your head?
1: I had it uh, my front hairline.
0: In your front hairline, okay, filling out kind of the side so- the side areas of the front,
1: the side and the front. I mean, and
0: the very the very f- middle of the front. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're supposed to have a four to five finger forehead, and at that point, I was like six and a half.
0: Fingers. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Sorry. easy way to realize if, like, you should do it or think, thinking about it is put your hand where your eyebrows are and count oh, up.
0: I was going to do it, <laughs> and I have a shaved head. I'd be putting hand over hand over hand.
1: But that's another thing. You have to find someone who really knows what they're doing. I can honestly say, even though I want to have it done again, and hopefully I will, None of my clients, nobody ever knew I had a hair transplant. And that's where you find a really good doctor. Because people are always like, oh, I can tell, or it looks bad. With hair pieces, too. A wonderful hair piece, they're out there, you just don't know it. There are bad hair pieces, there are bad hair transplants. You need to find the best you can. And there are certain places where you do not skim. You pay
0: for it. I wish I had known you back when I wore a hairpiece because I think you would have been honest with me and said, Hey, Joey, come out, look at yourself in the light and hold up a mirror and show me the different colors. Now look at yourself inside and think of the way you are in the wind. And I think you would probably have discouraged me from having the clip on hair that I had a hairpiece that clipped into my hair. So I had my own hair on the sides and back. And the problem was always trying to match the color of the hairpiece. Because once you dye the hairpiece, which is real human hair, you're fucked. Because you have to maintain it, because it's going to get a red, brassy look. So when I got my last hairpiece, what I did is it was real human hair and it was a brown color, a light brown color. And as the sun bleached that lighter, I would have a hairdresser lighten my own hair. To match the hairpiece. That was the way really to do it. And then, as you know, a couple of years ago, I found these awesome hair pieces online from China and I bought one and I loved it so much. I ordered like 15 of them because you never know when you're not gonna be able to get them again. And you know, I wore it a few times. I think I wore it out to dinner on Christmas one time with you and Paco and uh, Frank and a couple other people. And uh it was probably too much. It's too much hair. But it's artificial hair, and if you cut it back too much, then you see the netting and stuff. So it was it was <laughs> it was fourteen dollars and ninety-nine cents per hair piece. So it was a good investment, I
1: think. But see, I look piece. at it that way, that it should be fun too. Whatever you do, it should bring you enjoyment and you should just feel good about it. I don't think I know this is going to probably upset some people. I don't think this stuff should be taken so seriously. I think people wanting to look different or younger or just healthy, just do it. It makes one feel better. Don't take it so seriously. I tell that to my clients all the time. I had a client for three years kept coming in and saying, you've always been honest with me. Should I have a facelift? And every single time she asked me, I'm like, yes, you should have a facelift. You were an incredibly stunning woman. Mm -hmm. She was a buyer for Filene's. She went all over the world. She went a lot to Egypt in really hot climates. And she's a blonde, and she destroyed her skin. Mm -hmm. It just sagged everywhere. Finally, she had her facelift. But she was so afraid of what people were going to think, what her husband was going to think. Her husband loves her face. She has her old face back. Mm -hmm. She looks wonderful. She's 66 years old. She doesn't look 40. She doesn't look 50. She just looks good. You don't know what age she is. Mm -hmm. She just looks good. And I think that's where you need to go if you're going to do anything. Um, If you're so worried about like, oh, I'd never do anything. I want to look my age. Well, yeah, look your age, but look good. Mm -hmm. Jane Fonda. Looks fabulous. Jane
0: Fonda looks incredible. But Jane Fonda has money up the kazoo.
1: Raquel Welch looks fabulous. Same
0: thing, though. I mean, those people have money. Those people could have anything done.
1: But like I said, if you really want something, you save for it. And you cut something else out that's not so important. Yeah. Like my client. She would buy these beautiful clothes. So instead of buying, you know, a $2,000 cocktail dress, she put the money toward her facelift. And that's what you do, you know, a little here, a little there, and you get what you want.
0: Okay, so mostly you've you've spoken about women, because that's, of course, the majority of your clients, and you've talked about yourself, but a lot of it was intended because of the operation you were going to have. Talk more about men. Do you know men that have had the cool sculpt? Do you know men that have had facelifts? Do you know men that have had facial filler?
1: I know a lot of men that have had facial filler, and I know a lot of men that have had facelifts. Especially now, they're doing it more often uh, because of business, people are working longer, people are working into their late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. And unfortunately, being out there in the public and the job, if you look tired or worn, it's not so great for your job. You have to look the best you can.
0: Do you feel that if a guy were to have facelifts, facial injections, any of that stuff, do you, will they still look masculine when they do that? Or, or does it You
1: have to be be very careful. You have to shop around for a doctor that works basically with men uh, because you can get a very feminine look. Because doctors basically for the longest time just did women.
0: Part two of this episode will be again in about three weeks there'll be a couple episodes in between of different subjects. I actually didn't want to interrupt the middle of this show to thank people, but I I want to thank the people that have given me five-star ratings. I'm now up to 82 five-star ratings. And I did say when I hit hundred five-star ratings, I was going to do something special and I still have no idea. And my husband Paco's like, gee, you better really kind of figure out what you're going to do. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And let me just mention on the an older gay guy show YouTube channel. I'm really hoping that you will go and watch the current video because I go and visit the exterior mansion that was used in the original dark shadows series. This is down in Newport, Rhode Island. You get some cool glimpses of the estate, the way that you used to see it in dark shadows. And I kind of do a little funny over voice and, uh, Please check that out, An Older Gay Guy Show, on YouTube, and it's the one that says Collinwood from Dark Shadows. Let me quickly answer the trivia question. Shelley Morrison was the one on The Flying Nun that played Sister Sisto, and she became very famous on Will and Grace as Rosario, Karen Walker's maid. Now, she first appeared in the finale of season one, and then she was a very important character throughout the series. And when the series was rebooting in this last season, she didn't want to do any more acting. She had retired from acting. And so the show had a very touching, very emotional episode where she has passed away and Karen Walker is dealing with the loss of her. It's a very good episode, has some humor, But at the same time, it kind of makes you tear up a little bit. So Shelly Morrison, you were awesome (laughs) in will and grace. And a thank you to Juan Jose and Moose for your comments on iTunes. Thank you so very much. You can contact me anytime at an older gay guy show at gmail.com. You can send me stories. You can tell me nice things that you're doing and your workouts and what your adventures are. You can tell me I suck. I just like emails, you can tell me anything. So that's it, my handsome and beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you like the show, please subscribe to it. If you like the YouTube channel, please subscribe to it. (laughs) And I'll be back in a few days with another episode in this sweeps period. Yay. My best to you. Enjoy. Bye for now.